Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here now is Lisa Bell and Candace Campos with Florida Foodie. Sponsored by Light Orlando, delivering hope together. Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm Candace Campos. And I'm Lisa Bell. Today we are joined by a guest who has transformed Winter Garden and is now getting ready for a massive expansion with his brewery. So joining us now is Andrew Sheeter. He's the founder of Crooked Can Brewing Company, a household name when it comes to when it comes to beer here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank yeah, you so much for thank joining you. us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell us where you came from, because all of a sudden Winter Garden is a completely different community. And I say all of a sudden, it's been over the course of about seven or eight years yep. now. But give us a little bit of background, where you came from and why you decided to open this up in Winter Garden. Yeah, so originally I'm a, I'm a finance guy. And so I have a background in finance and that's you know what my business was doing. And I went on a ski trip with some friends. Uh, we were out in uh, Breckenridge and then we were in, in Boulder, Colorado, and we went to a brewery and there were three of us and we thought, this is really cool, we should try this. And so on the flight home from Denver, by the time we landed, we had a brewery concept and we knew we wanted to be in Winter Garden. We knew we wanted to have our beer in cans. Those are the two things we figured out. So that's how I got started. So we just felt that Winter Garden was, was where it was at, definitely. And so you were saying that the winter garden that you first moved into with Crooked Can was not the winter garden that yes. it looks like now. So give us an idea of kind of a before and now. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Past and current. Yeah. So where we're currently at, um, it was, there were some apartments that were, that were there that were run down, had a lot of crime there. And, and that was the area we went into. We knew we were taking a chance mm-hmm. uh, when we did that. And then right next to us was a house, which was right next to City Hall. And they actually had their washer and dryer in the backyard. And so we were fortunate enough to be able to buy them out because we didn't want our patrons watching people doing their laundry. Okay. So, so yeah. our particular area of Winter Garden before was like that. Uh-huh. Um, once we started building the brewery, I knew instantaneously it was going to be a hit because we would go there on a Saturday or Sunday and would go to the work site. And it was literally like a, pr- a parade of bikes, golf yes. carts, cars, everybody going by and everybody staring at us trying mm. to... Yes. figure out when we were going to be done and you know when it was all going to happen. So you built the Plant Street Market. It's right along the West Orange Trail and yep. it is packed day in and day out. Yes. Did you have any idea that it would be this successful? Um, to be honest with you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just knew the demographic there and I knew, uh, I just saw the people coming by and I saw how they looked at us, how they looked at the site when they went by and I just knew it was gonna blow up. Now that being said, 
we had instant success. What I'm surprised in is that we continue to grow year after year because every year I look at the amount of business we do, the amount of customers that come through here, mm -hmm. and I say to myself, I don't know how we can handle more than this. Yeah. And every year we do. Continues yeah, to grow. It's, it's amazing. And the model is so much more than than just a brewery because yes. you go to a brewery and you have beers and you have a, quite a selection and it, they're fantastic, but you also have the marketplace. So for somebody who maybe has been living under a rock and doesn't know how the market works, how, I mean, what does it look like when you first walk in there? Give us an idea if we're watching some video of it. Yeah. So when you walk in, we, we designed it to be an open space. So you can see all the way down uh, the hallway. Um, and I think that it looks good to the eye. It also allows you to see what all the vendors are, makes the space look bigger. And it looks like it's been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and we built it that way on purpose. Yeah. yeah, we had the 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 bricks actually distressed a little bit along with mm -hmm. the mortar, so that way the building actually looked like it was a lot older. For than the long, for the longest time, I thought it was an original building. Yes. So you you fooled yeah, me. It was. It is news to us today that there was an apartment building there that you guys yeah. came in mm -hmm. in approximately 2014, tore that down, and built this from the ground up. Um, and, and this whole food hall concept has really taken off yep. uh, across the country. And so how does that work? Because um, you don't necessarily operate all of those individual Correct. booths in there. Yep. You're not a chef. No. In addition to everything I don't want to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we had the foresight enough. We, we actually, one of my partners originally, which now I'm the only, um, I'm the main founder. I've since bought them out. But one of the original partners was a chef. And he told us, you do not want to be in the food business. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason why we got the market concept. Uh, but the, what the market concept does is we rent those spaces out. I think we give them a really good deal because we're not trying to really maximize profits on their rents. We want to make sure they're successful and they're happy because if they're happy, their customers are going to be happy. They're going to make us happy. Mm -hmm. So um, so what they do is they pay us rent. We use that rent to really offset a lot of our expenses associated with the building. So that way, when it comes to the brewery side, everything's profit. Um, in addition to that, it just gives people such a wide um, range of options when they come in. And it's very interesting to see, you know, the demographic that comes in there and where they go and what they eat. Yeah. I like to pay yeah. attention to well, that. Well, you've got something for everyone, you know? So if your kids like this and you want this, everyone's happy at the mm -hmm. end of the day. So that's great. And plus there's a great outdoor space for families to hang out, dogs, yep. of course. And we yes. know that that's very important. Mm -hmm. But in addition to this just being a great concept, you also have really good beer. Mm -hmm. So how did, how did that come about? Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up in Ohio. That's where I was born and raised and, and kind of in a German area of Ohio. And we like beer. We like beer and festivals. And so I just always like beer. And I thought I knew a lot about beer. And then we started interviewing brewmasters once we opened the brewery. And I realized I know nothing about beer. It's yeah. it's a lot harder. It's a lot more scientific. Yeah, you're a chemist. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand Plato real well. <laughs> uh, not Plato, Plato, the measurement <laughs> in chemistry. Plato, you get. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get Plato. <laughs> um, so you know, we we went through a few different people as we were working up to where we we've gotten to. But yeah, the the. The brewmaster and the brewmaster staff that works underneath the brewmaster are so important to a brewery, you know, and if you get somebody good, you know, you really want to hang on to that person. So and how did you find your brewmaster and what is the secret to success? You put it there. Yeah. I mean, well, initially we were introduced to someone. Okay. And that's how we found that brewmaster. But 
we opened in March of 2015. We got a random application, I think in May of 2015, and somebody who was an English major in college. And had, liked beer. Liked beer, had a job <laughs> at a brewery in North Carolina. Wanted to move to Winter Garden because his wife, I think, was getting transferred or no, I think she had family here. So he moved. He got a job as, you know, one of the lower level guys at the time. And we sent him off to brew school. Um, and then eventually he worked his way up and he's been our brewmaster for wow. several years now and does that, a great job. That's amazing. I mean, so Winter Garden obviously has boomed. Um, speaking of boom, Justin Warmoth, who, who's, uh, who does this Boomtown segment on News yep. 6 spotlighted you guys because yep. you're taking a whole new venture and you're taking it a little further west in Orange yep. County. What's this, where, where are you guys heading to now? So it's it's Mineola. Yeah. Um, it's right next to Claremont, you know, so a lot of people refer to it as Claremont, but yeah, it's Mineola and um, it's an exciting project. It's going to go into what's called the Hills of Mineola, which there's a new turnpike exit on Hancock Road. Mm -hmm. Forget the exit number, but there's going to be a roughly 132 acre development there that's going to have mixed use. It's actually going to have a hospital. It's going to have a hotel. It's going to have a lot of retail, grocery, and um, last I heard, you know, roughly a um, hundred. I'm sorry, roughly a thousand uh, apartments mm, that wow. are going to be yeah. on top of the retail. And so when they gonna... say hills of Mineola, there are technically hills yes. in yes. Florida, and that's where they are in Claremont and Mineola. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of interesting when we went out there, you know, when we were thinking of how we were going to do the brewery and how we we're going to make the outside family friendly. One of the attractive things was a hill right? Yeah. because a hill's really simple. But if you, if you look at how people use hills, I mean, they can sit on it, yeah. sit on the side of the hill and watch a concert. The kids will roll down them yep. yeah. and it's all natural. It's, it's nothing we have to put in there. And you are already operating some wiener dog races Correct. Uh, at your current location. So maybe, you know, you can see some wiener dogs running down the hill. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. <laughs> we have some big plans for those wiener dogs. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Um, so when you first opened in Winter Garden, you said you had no questions about this site. Uh, you knew it would be a success, but you had some reservations initially about expanding into Mineola. Tell us about that. Yeah, I just didn't know anything about it. You know, I'd been to Claremont. Um, and, you know, when I, I thought Mineola, I thought middle of nowhere, right. uh, frankly. And so, yeah, I was presented with this particular development about six months later. I was in the office talking to my CEO and I said, you know, let's take a drive to Mineola. So we hopped in my car and I couldn't believe it. I was, it was 10 miles away from the Winter Garden location and I got there in 11 minutes. Wow. And the reason is, is you're on the turnpike mm -hmm. and you can get a long distance very, very quickly. Um, and then when I got there, I just couldn't believe, you know, the, the topography, the, the number of households up there, mm -hmm. the proximity to the villages, the fact that the turnpike is, is probably the main artery for the tourist corridor. Exactly. Yeah. Signage on the main artery in the tourist corridor for people that are coming to Disney Universal and SeaWorld, oh, by the way, our beers in all those locations, they're at the Publix, they're at mm. the Targets, they're at the Walmarts. And so 
perfect place to have advertising yeah. on the distribution side. You've also made it a priority to kind of stay in Central Florida. Yep. Tell us about that, rather than expanding to like Miami or Tampa. Yeah. Or so the, the why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the typical business model in, in breweries, at least from what I, in my opinion, is that you open a brewery, you do well, and then right away you expand. You go out through the state. Once you do well in the state you go out into other states, you know, and then you're nationwide. That's changed in my opinion. There's just so many local breweries now mm -hmm. that people want local. Right. And if you're not local, there's only a few brands that can pull that off because they have the resources and the marketing and, and all that to be able to pull it off. I always said from the very beginning that I want to be the Avita of Central Florida. So I don't know if you've heard of Abita, but it's a, it's a beer in, in Louisiana. And if you go to New Orleans, I challenge you to go to any bar or restaurant <laughs> or grocery store and yeah. not see Abita on tap. And so we're not there yet, uh, but that's where we want to get to. And we're also advantaged by the fact that, that in Central Florida, we have a huge convention center. We have all these resorts you can make a really good living just in Central Florida. I mean, it's worldwide. If you think about the melting oh, pot that yeah. happens here in Central Florida, there's somebody from every country, every state, you know, it's yep. all right here, but you're not closing the Plant Street market. No, so, no, definitely yeah. not. So how is this going to differ? Is it, is it, I'm assuming it's gonna be bigger. It's gonna be a lot bigger. Yeah, it's gonna be three to four times bigger. Holy uh, not just from the building point of view, but the footprint. So we're going to be on three acres. Currently, we're on one acre. We have about 11, 12,000 square feet now. This is going to be 35 to 40,000 square feet. When do you actually think this will be uh, open for business? Uh, probably. He says it with a summer. Yeah, <laughs> around summer 2025. Okay. Is what we're right around we're, the corner. We're hoping for. Yep. Um, you talked it's not. In the world of business, it is right around the corner. Right, and you talked about being in some of those, you know, local places, theme parks, yep. uh, supermarkets. How how are you able to get into those places? Because obviously, you have you know a very popular location, popular beer, but that's a another step to actually get into those spaces. Yeah. So, space, I mean, yeah. you go back to the question of, did you think the brewery would be successful? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my answer was yes. Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to kill it in distribution. In distribution, I, I was 100% wrong on. Distribution has been significantly harder than what I thought. You're um, competing against a lot. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people. Um, so it, it's been it's been really tough. But what is that process, though, for people? You know, because I think that there are people out there who who have dreams of doing just what you're doing. How how do you even you, you call up Walmart? I mean, how does that go? No. Yeah. So so you, in Florida we have what's called the three tier system. Uh -huh. So we're a, we're a manufacturer. And so then you have distributors. And so we work with a great company called um, FDC or Florida Distributing Company. So we have to sell our beer through FDC. They're the ones that actually get it from our brewery to the retail customer, which is the third part of the, of the three-tier system. So everything goes through FDC. Um, you know, when you go in to a restaurant, you look at the menu and you see beer on a menu. Right. I always thought that was natural. It's not the hardest. It's amazing. It's so hard to get on a menu. We can have our beer for sale at a restaurant and it's not on the menu. Ah. So there's all these little tricks and yes. things you have to figure out. Um, FDC's done a great job of helping us uh, with Universal and some of these bigger accounts. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think I'm allowed to say this. We're uh, <laughs> uh, we're about to go into Costco. Oh wow! Uh, which is going to—it's going to be a really yeah. big, yeah. really big deal. That and should is that be in December. Nationwide or is that? No, local? that's just in Central Florida. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to focus, and that's yeah. and that's you know something that you could you certainly should be proud of too. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. one thing to say, oh, I'm just going to try to go everywhere all at once, yeah. where you want to really stay tried and true to yeah. Central Florida. The other advantage we have, and this gets back into why we're in Central Florida, is that we get in a lot of these accounts because they come to our brewery and then they just say i want to carry your beer yeah you know we offer discounts to servers on um on mondays so they get 30 percent off if they come in i imagine a lot of universal and disney execs live right around winter garden yes and love that spot um i mean what have you learned over the past Mm -hmm. what is it from that eight nine ten years (laughs) now yeah oh boy what have i learned i mean where, where do i start um are you still doing finance? I, I still am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've always said that, um, you know, in business, you know, it's one thing to start a business. Anybody can start a business. And a lot of people can be successful at starting a business. But how do you grow? How do you scale that business right. up? And that's where it gets really, you know, complex. And, you know, what I've learned is that you have to take some chances, but they have to be educated chances. So for instance, um, what we saw when we opened is a lot of breweries just automatically assume that the, the customers were gonna be there and they built this huge brewery and they didn't pay attention to what it cost and how you would actually have a profit in that brewery. So a lot of breweries have gone under because now they have more competition. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, White Claws, you know, High Noons and things right. like that that are your competition as well. And so they've gone under. So. What we've done is we've taken a more conservative approach and we're building the brewery now because we already have the demand. It's already there. So we're just filling demand that's already there. So it's not much of a risk for us. Have you made any mistakes along the way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely made mistakes. You want to hear one? I I got to think about one. not to harp on the negative, but you know, yeah. you gotta learn from your mistakes right. too, which is- You know, the biggest mistake, um, and you know, I come from a finance background, and in my business, I usually go right to the top. So I wanna go to the CEO, I wanna go to the board chair. And when you're dealing with a theme park or somebody like that, mm-hmm. and you go right to the top, you you go around a lot of people and they don't take it real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So chain of command yeah. is a big deal in these accounts, and that's the biggest thing we learn. And now we're we're always about chain of command. We got to start with a certain people because we don't you know we don't want to hurt their feelings or burn any right. bridges with them. That's the biggest thing I learned in distribution for sure. Mm-hmm. So question for you: um, Your beers are delicious, mm-hmm. by the way. Thank you. Um, which one's your favorite? Let's talk about the actual product. High you know? stepper. The high stepper. Why? What, what is it about the high stepper? It just when you smell it, you just get this mango grapefruit that mm. comes off of it, and it's it's an IPA, which is not for everyone. I'm, a, I'm an IPA fan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's got this nice little mellow bite. So it's it's actually an approachable IPA. It's mm. not a heavy IPA. Uh, we purposely make it a little on the on the softer side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're up in Maine or something like that, you want a heavy IPA because the weather's cold. Here, you want something that IP hits you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want uh, something that you can drink in warm weather, and uh, I just I just love that taste. Mm-hmm. 
How many beers do you offer on any given day? Yeah, so right now, if you went in there with the barrel room, you probably have 22 different beers would be my guess. Are those all on tap or are some on tap and some are canned? All on tap. They're all on tap. Yeah, you can buy canned beer to go Mm -hmm. and our seltzers are in cans. Those aren't on tap. And how often do you bring in, you know, seasonal varieties or different beers? All the time. So, you know, we have our core beers that we're always brewing. High Stepper is going to be a core, Florida Sunshine, Cloud Chaser, and things like that. Um, Then we have our regular seasonal beers. So right now we're in the winter, so it's Black Frost, um, which you should be able to hopefully pick up in some Publix near you. Uh, ABC, Total Wine as well. uh, so we have that beer right now, and then we have a bunch of one-offs that we allow the, the, the brew team to do because, you know, if they just come in every day and brew the same beer, it's going to get old. So we want to, you know, let them use their creativity. You mentioned you sent your brew, your current brewmaster to brew school. Yes. What does that entail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, um, the big one's called Siebel. Okay. Don't ask me how to spell it. But it's, uh, it's in Chicago. And so, you know, it's not like you have to, it's not like a four year college program or anything. You would go off there. I want to say it was maybe a 12 week program. And then if you, if you have a lot of money, then you can elect to go to the Bavaria part where they send you overseas and you actually go to Bavaria. We didn't pay for that. (laughs) It's okay. You're the Bavaria now, right? And so take us through the brewing process. How do you get beer? Yeah, so um, you know the the four main ingredients. You have water, um, molded barley, um, hops, and yeast. And so, like a high stepper, for example, we just took a trip out to uh, Yakima, Washington, yeah. which is where we get our hops from, Yakima Chief Hops. And so we went out there a couple of weeks ago, and so we actually did sensories on the different hops. So we select from different bundles and you go through and you're trying to identify the characteristics in that hop that you think are gonna make the best high stepper. And so then we select the hops that way. They then take those bundles and they pelletize them, long story, but they send them back to us. So that's how we get our hops. Um, the brewmaster has a grain profile. Um, you know, the, gr- the grain profile on a high stepper is going to be kind of light because they want the hops to dominate the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, they condition the water. They have to use a certain type of yeast. It, it's, it's a hard process, but really what you're doing is you're creating a, uh, a starchy water that they call wort. You're spiking it with some hops to give it some flavor. You're putting it in a fermenter. I don't know if you wanted me to get this technical. I love it. But (laughs) you throw the yeast on it. The yeast attacks the fermentable sugars. The byproduct of that is CO2, which comes out the bottom. And the yeast is converting that, that starch into alcohol. That's so awesome. When you came up with this plan for Crooked Can, you didn't know any of that. I did not. Why Crooked Can? What's the name uh, of it? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, so I'll be perfectly honest with you. We were in uh, my buddy's living room, my partner's living room. We were drinking beers. We had a lot of beers that particular day, and that's how all our creative sessions worked. Which sometimes I have I have to pinch myself when that that's that's how I do my my work creative sessions. Um, and there was a whiteboard up there on the wall, and it was crooked, and somebody just said crooked can. Well, we knew we wanted to be in cans, right? And the reason for cans is in Florida, you're at a beach or at a pool, infinitely uh, recyclable. It's just a lot, a Mm -hmm. lot simpler. So we just said crooked can. 
Otherwise, you'd be shattered glass. Yes. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. No. Glass is it crooked. Shattered glass. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, this has been so much fun. Uh, you know, we are so excited about this new expansion that you guys have coming up. Yep. It's like a new baby. It is oh, like yeah. a new more baby. 12, more than nine months. Yep. Yes. And I know that, you know, news is all already out there about these plans. What are you hearing on the street when people come in and what are they telling you about this? Well, I'm hearing a lot of excitement, mm -hmm. which is the same thing I was hearing in Winter Garden. So I'm hearing the same thing, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, I've heard that, you know, there's an Advent Health going in there uh -huh. and um, and they just broke ground. Actually, I think this week they, they finally started clearing the lot. So, you know, I've heard stories where some of the employees at Advent Health are fighting over who's going to work at that hospital because they're going to be next to the cricket can. Pirates. I love it. Yeah. So, so things like that. I think, um, you know, the, the bike riders are going to be a big deal. There's some intense athletes out there because Sugarloaf's the big hill yeah. that, all, that really challenge you. So you see a lot of your ultra marathoners, your, nice. your hardcore bike riders and your motorcycle riders yeah, too, yeah. because and, you got uh, that whole Leesburg area. Yeah, too, yeah, so. exactly. Um, but the bike riders, they like to reward themselves after a hard workout. So, yeah. so I think we're going to get a big pop from that. I mean, too. that's what she does, right? After a long bike ride on the orange uh, trail. Mostly it's because I'm biking with my kids and I'm just ready for a break. <laughs> 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 it, it hasn't been that intense. Uh, where can people find you online to, you know, stay up to date with all of these developments? Yeah. So uh, crookedcan.com, pretty okay. simple. Um, and as a matter of fact, I was just uh, talking with my CEO last week, I believe. And uh, so we're revamping the website and we're going to have a specific section for Mineola nice. that you can click on it and get updates. And okay. so we'll kind of keep you update, up to date on our product process. And any other sites beyond Mineola right now? Uh, there, there's, there possibly could be, but it's too, too early to yeah. say anything. Too it could soon. come pretty quick. Um, Ooh. but, Is but that an exclusive, I heard. Yeah, yeah, it could be. You'll be the first to know. Oh, can't wait. Yes. Yeah. And social media. Yeah. Social media. Um, do our social media person is fantastic, mm -hmm. but yeah, you guys it, have a great presence on social. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Facebook and, and Instagram mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know. I don't even know what awesome. our handle is. I mean, you can't, it, it, wiener dog race is a social media gold. So, yeah. you know, yes. what more do you need after that? And that, that was yeah. for your big October fest yeah. that you guys just yes. holding last yeah. month. Yep. Yeah. All right, Andy Sheeter, thank you so much yeah. for joining us Very on Story nice to you. Foodie. Next yes. time we'll cheers too. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yes. We'll go on location. There you go. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Andy Sheeter from Crooked Can Brewing Company. You can find his business online at crookedcan.com. You can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram. Candace Campos is also on social media. On Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6, and on Instagram, search Candace Campos WKMG. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley, and our director, Joe Grennan. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts on ClickOrlando.com and on YouTube. Just search for Florida Foodie.